baseball fans, welcome to Try Easier, the baseball podcast hosted by Twitter's one and only at Blue Jays Dad. Dad. For years, Blue Jays Dad has been a mainstay in the baseball Twitterverse. Live tweeting and hot taking the ups and downs of Canada's team while remaining engaging and for the most part, friendly to fans of the opposition. The jump from the tweeted word to the spoken word is a courageous leap baseball's internet dad is willing to take for the good of the game. And now, the host of the Try Easier podcast, Blue Jays Dad. All right. Thank you very much, Tim Langton. Yes, this is Blue Jays Dad. Welcome to this episode of the podcast where we will be having a special guest to help us understand the Houston Astros as we enter into a Mother's Day weekend series against the Astros. And so I'd like to welcome our special guest, Michael Schwab. Michael, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thank you so much, Blue Jays Dad. This is such an honor to be on this. Appreciate it. Well, I figured it would be. Anyway, um, Michael, I, we, we want to talk some Houston Astros. Um, I would love to have Blue Jays fans know what to expect from your team heading into this weekend. Um, we also would, I want, I want to talk about some issues around Astros hate and Obviously, the elephant in the room, George Springer. So, um, Michael, can you just introduce yourself? Um, you have a podcast. Uh, you have a, a very entertaining and engaging, insightful Twitter account. Um, how, how did you get going in, in being such a representative for the Houston Astros? Hey, thank you so much. So, yes, uh, I'm on Twitter, unfortunately. Uh, my my account is Michael Schwab thirteen. Very very, uh, very good, you know, name right there. Because there are uh, twelve other Michael Schwabs before me, so I took the thirteenth one. Um, you know, you know, my thing is, I, I love Houston sports, and especially the Astros. Uh, my background is I worked in the news for many years with Politico and USA Today, and now I'm just doing this on the side, uh, pretty much defending our team and kind of writing the ship a little bit for the media aspect of this because, you know, we love this team. We have great fans. And, you know, it's really not been fair about about how people have covered it after the scandal. So that's kind of been my goal just to kind of bring that to the light, kind of to be like, hey, here's some hypocrisy here. Um, hey, New York Post, you covered no steroids, really, but now you're going after the Astros. What's going on here? So. That's kind of my take. I have fun with it and engage with people, but also just mostly love my team. Well, I really enjoy your Twitter account, and I want to encourage uh, followers of at Blue Jays Dad to follow at Michael Schwab 13, uh, especially this weekend as the Jays play the Astros. So, Michael, I can't remember, or sorry, I don't know if you remember that there was a day when Jays Twitter, Blue Jays Twitter, and Astros Twitter we're, we're kind of one family together. Do you remember that a few years ago? Um, remind <laughs> I, me exactly. I guess you don't. Well, I think it was because of Texas Rangers hate. So what, what happened oh, is, yes. is the Houston Astros Twitter and Blue Jays Twitter, all of a sudden I got all these followers from, 
from the from Astros fans. And there was a lot of talk of like, yeah, we're in this together. And, you know, we really liked each other's kind of a crush we had on each other for a while. And then sadly, uh, with the controversy surrounding uh, the Houston Astros, Blue Jays Twitter, uh, a good portion of it really turned against the Astros. And um, that was that was tough for me to see. But I'm really happy that you're someone that's out there um, trying to be, bring some clarity to the situation. So before I ask you a question, you know, oh, sorry, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, it, it's interesting. Like at some point, people loved the Astros, especially in 2017, because of just the like, hey, here's a team that is going against all the big dogs. This is great. Let's root for them. And then all the news came out. So, of course, it, everyone still had this kind of catch way too, because they loved this. Now we hate them. And I hate to say this, Blue Jays, Dad, but I did see one of your tweets with the trash cans. I never brought it out to light, but I know it exists. <laughs> uh, but it's okay. Okay, whatever okay. you do. I didn't want to drag you. Anybody listening out here, do <laughs> not search at Blue Jays Dad trash can on Twitter because <laughs> uh, I don't need any of these old tweets coming up. And, and um... <laughs> well, you know, I did, I did, uh, there's another tweet I did, Michael, and I'm not sure if you remember this one, but it was something like uh, Astros hate is getting old and tiresome. You know, when, when are we going to stop it? And I mean that, you know, it was like uh, I got attacked. That was like one of my one of my uh, bigger tweets for responses where people were like, "Never, it's never, it's unforgivable, it's never going to happen." And um, anyway, so yeah, thank you for bringing that up, and uh, thank you to myself for defending myself. So, well, I, I am going to say this: the the Astros, Houston, it doesn't go all the way back just to Rangers hate because we do firmly hate the Rangers, but. You know, the Blue Jays have become like the guardian of the former Astro. That's kind of been y'all's thing for us. And you can ask any person in Houston, if they said go to one team that George Springer should go to, who should it be? And it was the Blue Jays. Number one, because it's not in the United States. So we're happy about that. Number two, we have former players as well as Craig Biggio's, our King's son on the team. So for us, it made the most sense. Like, we call it Astros of the North because you're taking our team. Please don't take Korea. It's probably going to happen. But, you know, you know, I think more than anything, there is, like, this arm-in-arm arm a little bit of, like, we care about you guys and I hope you care back. <laughs> well, that, that warms my heart, and uh, we don't deserve it. We really don't deserve that <laughs> that type of love. So I, can I just share with you – one of my uh, early hot takes on the Houston Astros situation was, I think I tweeted something like, they should just blow up the team, trade them all away, get a bunch of prospects, and hit the reset button. And that way, it won't be this uh, Houston Astros tour from city to city, all these players getting booed. And then you can just start afresh, and then all those individual players that are involved in that controversy kind of get a, a new beginning in the different teams that they that they go to that was my first idea what do you think of that you know here's the hard thing Blue Jays dad the amount of they're all just against 
the Astros, it's gone further than just who was on the team. I mean, we're talking about five players in 2021 who were on the 2017 team. And people don't care. It's, it's more about the color of the, of the jersey, the logo that people are booing. People are booing Diaz. People are booing Tucker. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. They're just mad at it. They're even mad at Altuve, who wasn't even a part of the system. This has been proved by many people. Data shows it, too. There were no buzzers. We know that in 2019, and Jeff Passan said that. But it doesn't matter because what's going on is is there's big business behind hating on the Astros. You see this with John Boy. You see this with Brendan Donnelly from Asterix Tour, um, who launched his home baseball letter in front of everyone but lived off Astros hate. They know in regards to engagement that if they tweet normal things, even Dan Clark, if they tweet normal things, nothing's going to happen. If they tweet about Astros hate, it's going to be much more engaging. And people love that. And so if we were to blow up the team, if we were to do all prospects, it wouldn't matter because they're still wearing an Astros jersey. So you just hope that over time, time will heal. There's two kind of paths you can go. Time will heal it, maybe. Um, the other aspect that I'm trying to do is bring out the truth of the amount of teams that have been doing it. So there's this overarching protection over the amount of teams that were doing it but aren't talked about. Yankees, Dodgers, Cleveland, even Rangers. Um, you know, the Blue Jays dabbled in this with Bautista, but like barely into any form of this. And so, you know, my hope is when that comes to the light, then it's going to be like, oh, Astros aren't as bad. But till then, we just have to kind of take no matter what happens even if we had all different players. Well, I'm, I'm sad to hear that you dragged Jose Batista into this, but I, uh, <laughs> um, I, I mean, when I think of growing up watching baseball through the eighties and the early nineties in the Jays glory days, I distinctively remember commentators talking about how the blue Jays would with a runner on second, they were some of the best players uh, guys like Roberto Alomar, Paul Molitor, at relaying to the batter um, what was coming. So for me, I don't know, this is my take. I'm okay with that stuff. I'm okay with what you see with your eyes on the field. Um, but yeah, the, the other things now in this day and age with technology, and, and I, I agree with you. I think it is uh, widespread, and it seems that the, the Houston Astros – have been the team that the, the hate gets, the attention gets focused on. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because that's that gamemanship that's talked about a lot. And, you know, I've done a lot of research into this. I've talked to a lot of former players. I've talked to a lot of people who are current players. I've talked to managers. Many people just understand kind of what this looks like, what happened with the Astros. And, it's it's truthfully like when cameras were brought in about 2014, you put like candy in an anthill. Every team was doing it to some form or fashion. And, and, and I think a lot of people draw this line and say, no, it's different though. Because if you have the signs that you stole on video and you've got a person on second, then it's fine. But, you know, this is a billion dollar industry where – Players are trying to get to the top, and every one of the big names were doing this. I have a, former, I have a player tell me that any big team was doing not trash cans, but using a video camera and finding a way to signal the batter without someone on second. I was told that the Dodgers 
is a team that teams would have to be prepared to give many different signs, even with no one on second, because they were doing this as well. So that's the information I received. It's hard to know what to do because I don't have evidence. I have conversation and hearsay. Um, and then I look, I, I mean, if people look into my Twitter, I did a whole giant thread about how baseball has had illegal sign stealing outside of the base path back to the 1800s. It's been a part of this with a guy waving a flag to somebody in center field, to a guy in a scoreboard. You know, it's so much more than just someone on second. Like, I think as fans, we want to believe the game's not tainted, but that's just how it's always been from steroids to sign stealing to spitballing to corking bats. You know, people want to make it happen. Um, and that's just my, how I personally feel about it. And that's what I've seen. Those are like what people told me. I know people feel very differently about it and they want to kind of cover their eyes. But that's how I've seen it. And it really is like that in the rest of life, right? Any other area of life, people are doing things to get the edge. And baseball, I think sometimes we get more disappointed with baseball because it's really that uh, it's a microcosm of life, I think. And we want it to be the purest thing. And, but it still is involving human beings and the human being drive to get the edge. Would you agree with that? I don't think anyone's ever explained it so well as you just did, because what we're talking about is, I, I think we as, a, as, as baseball lovers want that purest, feeling of it there's so much talk about the old days but like look at the old days people were betting on baseball people were throwing games people were doing so many things corking bats steroids it's, it's just like we want it to be backyard baseball but it's not it's so much money involved so much that like you're going to bernie madoff people who are trying to short stocks like it's been going on forever but of course it's permeated into America's favorite pastime because they have to make money and these players have to win the edge. And when everyone's doing it and when you're individually having to do your best, you're all going to do it. And so I see this one thing where people are like, Hey, steroids, not as bad because everyone did it. And you know, it's fine. But it's like, take that mindset and put science dealing with video technology in there. It's the same thought process. Doesn't mean it's okay. And let me say this to everyone, Jays fans. I'm an Astros fan. What the Astros did was wrong. But when you look at the level of playing hood, the level of playing field, and understand what's going on at the team, and they were trying to keep up with everyone else, they were just the ones that got caught, and they were the ones that went the furthest. That's how it is. So, you know, I think if everyone, in a sense, just decided to be like, you know what, it's kind of like wrestling. It's entertainment. Let's just enjoy the game. Yes, let's put processes in to help the, so that people aren't trying to, to win the, the wrong ways. But we have to understand that it is a big business. So if it is wrestling, can the manager come out and hit the batter on the back of the head with a megaphone? Why not? You know, <laughs> I think why shouldn't a manager be able to, to take a chair and hit an umpire. No, <laughs> um, so I, I do have to reveal something about myself. I do cheat in backyard baseball. So um, anyway, uh -oh. 
Okay. Uh-oh, what do you, do you use a camera in center? What are you using? You know, we got a whole security camera set up, and I just review all the tape uh-huh. of my kids and mm-hmm. the grip they're getting on that wiffle ball. And no, uh, just. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, like, you go back to freaking, I don't know if you played Heads Up 7 Up as a kid. Did you play that game? Oh, yeah, we had it in Canada. We definitely did. I, you never know. I know things change. You guys got poutine. We don't have that. I hear it's amazing. But, like, what's going on is, like, if you really did well at Heads Up 7 Up, you had your hands over your eyes, but you were looking at the shoes. <laughs> you were looking at the shoes and saying, uh-huh, I see those I see those 911, um, I see those 911 shoes. I, I know exactly where that is. New Balance, that was the guy who touched my thumb. That's it. I win. You know, like everyone tries to get an edge as a kid. So, like, it's not changed. Yeah, I'm trying not to laugh while you're talking so I don't, like, provide distraction of other noise while people are listening to you. <laughs> so my throat is getting sore. <laughs> my face, it, I'm going to have to do some exercises or take an Epsom salt bath dunking my head into it to uh, recover <laughs> from this. But anyway, uh, so yeah, what? let's just, we'll, we'll move on in a second. But I want to ask you this question. Um, what's the, <laughs> what, what is the most ridiculous um, protest that you've seen or display of Astro hate at a game, at a ballpark? Uh, what's the most, you know, I've seen people getting removed from games with inflatable trash cans and things like this. What's the most, do you have like a couple that are the most ridiculous? There literally, I tweeted this last night. Um, this dude at a Yank, at the Yankee Stadium was on the railing, on a concrete railing, in the air, waving both his middle fingers at home plate. And I, I even think it was like Diaz or someone hitting who wasn't even on the 2017 Astros. But anyway, he was going to town and this this um, police officer grabs him by the belt loop and pulls him back. Literally gives him a wedgie and pulls him to the, to the side and takes him away. And I'm like, this dumb person, what are you doing? Like, number one, they can't hear you. They can't see you. And now you're arrested for acting like such an idiot. Um, that's one. I think even go back to the Angels series, people throwing trash cans on the field. It's like, you guys, that's your stadium, and you're littering, literally littering in your own stadium, and you're stopping the game because of this. Like, everyone just needs to calm down. And, like, if you want to make a sign, go for it. If you want to boo, wow, go for it. Doesn't matter. But, like, when you get over to this level where you're acting like a fool, you gotta have to reevaluate your life a little bit. <laughs> okay. It's nuts to me. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's uh, makes for great entertainment as you're, as you've uh, mentioned earlier. All right, let's uh, go uh, in a different direction. Talking about George Springer, do you need a moment of silence when I say after I say that name? Um, if you hear something, it's me lighting a candle because. Um, uh, I'm still not doing okay. <laughs> I saw, you know, uh, Jay's fans were uh, talking about the other night about how, you know, Springer just got put back on the IL. And I think there was an, Ast- I should have looked this up earlier, but there was an Astros fan that said, if uh, if you still have your receipt, we'll take him back. <laughs> you know, 
any Astros fan will tell you in a heartbeat, we would love to have Springer back. Man, let me just say this and talk about George Springer as a person. Let's take baseball away from it. George Springer is one of the greatest people on this earth. From what he's done for, you know, families, people in need in Houston, to what he's done to raising awareness for stuttering. He stuttered as a child. There are so many children that look up to him because of that. Mm. That's who he is as a person. He cares deeply about his family. He's very, um, he does never get his actual family involved. So like you won't see any social media posts from him about his family or anything like that, which I think is really special. So he's very cares much deeply about them. Now add baseball into it. He's an unbelievable baseball player. Of course he was the MVP um, in the World Series. Like this guy plays with his whole heart. It's been that way since day one. And what you'll get from Springer from the leadoff is he's going to run and try to beat out every pitch, no matter what. He's going to hit your Springer dingers, which he had two when he came back. These are things that you're going to expect. He's going to gut it out when he's in outfield and not playing the DH. But because of those things, you're going to get injured because he goes so hard. So that's like kind of like the, the hardest thing about George is that when he's playing, he's unbelievable. But then there's a frustration of him getting injured. And that's just a part of life. And that's just a part of baseball. I mean, you'll see that. And, and you know, Jay's fans are seeing this right now. Like he's been injured a lot this year. But then he'll break out of it. And when you need him the most, playoffs, he'll be there. And that's what matters to me the most. You know, I mean, he's one of the main reasons why we've done so well in the playoffs every single time. And we're going to miss him this year. We're absolutely going to miss him in the year because without him, you know, it, it, you got to rely on different people. And the person to, to lead off for you to do that, you couldn't ask for a better person. Well, I think the frustration uh, with Jay's fans right now is that Jay's management doesn't seem to be being honest day to day on giving the injury updates for George Springer. That's uh, a lot of the, they're kind of saying, Oh, he had a scheduled day off and then he has another day off the next day as well. And that was just before they put him back on the IL. So, but that's great to hear of the type of human being and player and that being that, that hard, uh, that style of, of uh, playing hard, that that does result sometimes in in injuries. There was a, a play the other night uh, that Bo Bichette was running. He was going back on a fly ball, and he was heading to the stands behind third base, and it, it looked like it could you know was making up to be one of those Derek Jeter type of catches into the stands. And I I yelled at the TV in front of my family and just said, you know, don't hurt yourself, you know, like just please don't try to catch it. <laughs> Because it's the last thing we need is, and, and this last thing my daughters need is Bo Bichette injuring his face. Well, like any good dad, you're always yelling, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> I mean, that is just like a part of daily dad life. <laughs> but then, of course, when that, you know, comes into baseball, it's just the last thing you need is injury. Um, you know, we've had a, a fair amount of them ourselves from the Astros, mostly from the pitcher side. And that's kind of been kind of the detriment of our bullpen right now is the injuries there. But, like, this is why it's an 162-game season. You know, as long as everyone's healthy by the playoffs, things should be fine. But, you know, we played 60 games last year, and everyone is now 
like super anxious. We have to remember, I think I, I did the math. We're only 20% of the way through the season. So there's 80% left of healthy players. As long as you get good in the standings and please beat the Yankees. Thank you. Uh, that's all we need, you know, as, as right now for this season. Well, we're going to do our best. We're going to do our best against the Yankees. And it did, it did seem a bit different playing them this, this season so far than in past seasons. It looks like we have a, um, what's the word? I don't want to say swagger, but you know what I'm talking about, where it just seems like it's, hey, you know, these guys are going toe-to-toe. It's not being uh, dominated. Well, I think like the Jays, what the Jays proved this offseason is that y'all are willing to spend and y'all are willing to win. I mean, that's what this Springer signing is. And, um, you know, I, I think what really what you're showing to other teams and to the AL East is that we are going to fight you and we're going to kick you in the knee. And that's what the Yankees need, you know, right? They've glided through the AL East for many years. Now you have Tampa and the Jays kicking them in the rear. And as Astros fans, we couldn't be any happier for this. You know, like for us, we've got this new rivalry. Like anytime we see the Yankees lose, life is good for us. It's just become that because they're just that type of people. I love it. So I'm just looking at George Springer's uh, stats. So it looks like uh, starting 2014, 78 games, 102 games, 162 games in 2016 for Springer, 744 plate appearances. Wow. Um, But he stole nine bases and got caught stealing 10 times. That's interesting. Um then 140 games in 2017, 140 games 2018, 122 games 2019. So, uh, what's George's health been like in the in the past, and what have been the the key health issues? Yeah, I think a lot of the times for George, it's just like something nagging. Um, it could be oblique, it could be knee, it could be foot. I'm trying to recall what they've always have been, but yep. George has always been there for the playoffs. So I, I think that's, that's the hard thing. You look at the stats and you're like, oh my gosh. And I think the sense of that is also with Carlos Correa as well. I mean, you, you don't want to see something that's nagging. Like you don't want to see a hamstring that's nagging all the time. You don't want to see something that's been around for their whole career. You want to see an injury. You don't ever want to see an injury, but if you do see an injury, it needs to be freak because that means that something happened that wasn't supposed to happen, but they'll heal from it. And, you know, for top level players like Springer, um, there's never really been anything nagging more of the long lines of he'll be out. And then once he gets to the playoffs, you're good to go. And so that's kind of what you can expect for having him on your team. You're going to have him at a hundred percent when he's in the lineup. If he's in the lineup, that's, the question excellent so i, I want to you know just uh, wrap things up here talking about the upcoming series but before we do that i've noticed uh throughout spring training you were kind of counting down the days to the astros extending um carlos and what's your take on that right now ah <sighs> 
why do you have to do this to me? You, you gotta make me cry about George, and you gotta make me cry about Carlos. It's emotional. It's okay, I got my tissues. It's emotional time. Here's the deal. Carlos Correa is an incredible person, and he is, like I said, amazing on and off the field for a lot of these players, like these core group. At some point, there is a price to pay to afford good con, you know, good contracts and good players. My understanding, and I and I know a lot of people involved, so I've been kind of being able to report a little bit on this, and, and I can't reveal too much or who I've spoken to, but the the bottom line is this: from one side of it, the the Astros are not willing to spend over many years. That's the big difference. My understanding is Carlos wants a lot of years and he's looking at the market from these different you know places like Tatis and Dora like these guys are getting unbelievable contracts why wouldn't someone at his caliber be able to get that we're talking someone who's got plus arm strength fielding and as well as a great hitter and then add in the aspect of a person who is a leader on the team to and this is what I've been told a leader to Americans and also Latinos and that's a big difference because you have the Spanish speaking those are things that are so important, especially in a league that's gotten more Spanish uh, language. You need people like that to bridge that barrier and to be there and to help. You don't have a translator on the team. Carlos has been that way, and he knows that he can get paid top level at least over 200 for many years. I don't think the Astros are willing to budge that much. They never have. Most they've ever spent, I believe, is five years. Um, and it's Bregman and Jose. I don't think they've ever done six. I think they offered six for Carlos, but then he's looking at a number. And um, I, I know that he wants to take care of his family, and we're talking about generational wealth, taking care of your family over many years. So I am going to say the likelihood of Carlos Correa being an Astro in 2022 are probably as good as me being on the field in 2022 as well. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm going to be playing for the Astros next year. <laughs> That's your hope. Um, so who does he sign with? The Blue Jays? Absolutely. The Blue Jays. Um, you know, it, it, I think it, it's a lot of different things. So like a player who is a free agent has the ability of choice. So I think you go along the line of teams that have cap space, you know, luxury cap space, um, chance to win, and maybe what it could be. If I would throw out numbers or, or places, I'd say maybe Detroit's a choice. I'd say Blue Jays could be a choice. Um, Rangers could be a choice. I know the, the, the part of winning aspect probably not there, but it is in Texas and it's near Houston. It's all the families in Houston. That's a possibility, but it's really hard to say. I, I'm not sure where it's going to be, but, you know, when Springer, you know, didn't take the, uh, the, the offer, the qualifying offer, you know, we, we pretty much knew he was gone. And, and, and the, the word was he was already gone. Like he had already sold his house. He was ready to move on to somewhere else. He also was looking for better pay, but, you know, just a new environment. And I think that's going to be the same for Carlos. And I do want to say this. None of this has to do with the sign stealing. Players leaving the team have nothing to do with what happened in 2017. They're leaving the team because this is a big business and they can get paid well and they can help grow a team. 
there is no aspect of it where, like, I want to leave the Astros because I'm scared of the booze. That's not true stuff. Like, I talked to one player. I asked him about the booze this year, and he said, "Man, we don't care. It's it's baseball. This is our office, and we just show up." So that's kind of like the big picture about baseball, in my opinion. So you mentioned George Springer selling his house. Would you buy his house? I don't think I could afford his house. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably. I, maybe it still smells like him. I could be like, ah, that smells like a championship. This is what a champion smells like. I, I know of someone who I don't is, even know where it is. Who was in Texas house hunting, and they were looking at a house, and the agent said, oh, this is uh, the house that the uh, creator of Dr. Pepper built and lived in. And the person said, I'll take it. <laughs> I think mean, it probably is some pretty good home value if you're able to say George Springer lives in this house. Um, I bet you that would be gone in a heartbeat. But, you know, I'm not in the market for a house like that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, okay, well, let's um, uh, just wrap things up. What do you got for this series? We got a three-game series. How do you think it's going to how many games do you think the Astros take? You know, it's the Astros to me in 2021 have been a bit of a yin and yang. Um, it, you know, we are either on fire scoring eight to 10 runs. They saw at the beginning of the year or we're not, or, or we're quiet and, and the pitchers try to help it. But it's really hard to say how it's going to be. I feel like the, the Jays and the Astros are a great matchup. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm not really familiar with the, the, the pitchers right now for the Jays who will be matching up against. Um, but on the Astros side of it, I, I, our starting has actually been a strong suit for us of late. Our bullpen, thanks to injuries, have not been the best. I think a lot of it has been also, my feeling, Dusty, is Baker is going off of gut more than data in matchups. I'd love to see players like Kent Emanuel going out there more than some other guys that he's bringing out. Uh, and Noli Paredes is going to be back soon. He's been hurt. Um, Pedro Baez, one of our big signings, hasn't even touched the mound pretty much. So that's stuff that hurts. So really, we're going to have to rely heavily on our, our bats and hope our pitchers go at least six to seven. So, you know, you know I don't think we'll see McCullers during this. We'll probably get our quitty. Um, probably Granky at the end. Um, so I think we'll have a good matchup. I, you know, I think this series can go either way. We haven't won a series this year. Um, that's not true. We haven't. We have won many series, but um, of lately, it's been it's been kind of a dog dog fight. So I think it could go either way. I really do. How are you feeling about it? Uh, well, it depends. I mean, at the time of this. Uh recording of this episode, the Jays have not uh, finished their series with the A's. They've uh, lost two of three so far. Um, They looked better last night. They swept the Braves last weekend, but we continue to get decimated by injuries. And it really depends on whether we can can, um, score runs. I mean, that's what it is for everybody, but... So I, I, I really don't know what to make of it. It changes series to series, and... Once again, if, if guys like Vladdy Jr. and Bo Bichette 
and others are swinging it. If we're making our plays in the infield, that's just one tip I'll give you. Like, look out for the left side of our infield. We've It's been cursed with fielding the ball cleanly at shortstop and third and making a clean throw to first that doesn't bounce in the dirt and cause Vladdy Jr. to do the splits. Although I think <laughs> Vladdy Jr. doing the splits, I think he loves it. He loves I He's learning how to play first base, and I think he stretches a bit too early, so he tries to reach back to stay anchored to the base, and it causes him to do the splits, and I think he loves it. I mean, I love seeing that stuff. I love seeing players thrive in, like, a new spot or, like, learn it better. I also absolutely love Vladdy Jr. I just think, me to me, it's like, I love a big player. <laughs> like, in baseball, he looks like a lineman who just, like, pulverizes the ball. So I've been rooting for him, especially because I've always loved his dad, too, for many years. There's just something about him. Um, the other, you know, that's actually pretty good for us on the left side of the infield. It's not good for Kyle Tucker, who's a left-hander uh, hitter. He's been smacking the ball, but he's just been the most unlucky player right now. And he was on fire last year. So, you know, I, I think that could help us out for our right-handed hitters. Like, I, I think Altuve, that will help him out. Bregman, 100%, he's been lining through uh, the left side of the field of late. Um, definitely got some home runs. You know, I, I think this could be a series where we see a lot of runs scored. And especially a hitter-friendly park like Minute Maid. Um, we may see some Crawford boxes home runs from both teammates, from both teams. Um, who knows? Maybe it could just be bats are quiet on all ends, and we just have one one run game. I guess we'll see. Well, a special happy birthday to Jose Altuve as well today. It's his birthday on the day of recording this. Ah, yes. It's been great. I, I sent out a birthday tweet this morning. Um, with, uh, you know, there's a little saltiness to it. You know, like I, I made sure people remember that he's the 2017 MVP. Uh, he's won the six-time All-Star, he's a Gold Glove winner, uh, all the fun stuff. It's got almost a thousand likes, and a lot of people in the mentions being like, "Get him, Schwab, drag him." I'm like, I'm just celebrating one of my favorite players' birthdays. I'm not sure what anyone uh, have an issue with, but I, I do have to say this, and I, I talked to a former player about this. Um, the hate for Altuve is just ridiculous. Like, I, I know people are mad about that home run he had. Do I think he could wish he could take it back from a professional level? Absolutely not. From a personal level, maybe. Because he's got so much undue, just ridiculous people coming after him for things that are not true. And for some reason, he's become the face of this. So I hope he has a good birthday, and I hope his 31st year of his life has less hate in it from people. That's what I wish. Well, that's great. And I, I just apologize. Jose Barctista is barking in the background because the, uh, male... is that the name of your Barctista? Jose Barctista. That's his Twitter name. I, I don't, I don't, oh, uh, I, I don't reveal dog. his real name on social media, but his, uh, that's his, his Twitter name, just a, you know, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of something. Anyway, I'm immediately going to follow Jose Barctista. <laughs> So, uh, well, Michael, thank you for uh, joining us today. I, I got to say, if I could be friends with one Major League Baseball player, it'd be Zach Greinke. But I don't think he'd want to be my friend. 
but I still think <laughs> I, I, I want to be his. So I'm looking forward to um, uh, him taking the bump. Also, uh, I did find that tweet. It was Astros fan 86. Astros fan 86. If you still have the receipt, we would be happy to accept him being George Springer back. No questions asked. <laughs> so give Astros fan 86 a follow just for that one tweet. So, Michael, thank I you. To. I have to. That's good. And also give Michael Schwab 13 a follow on Twitter. And what's your podcast called and where can people find it? Yes, thank you. So we have the Schwabcast. It's me and my, uh, my brothers. And we interview Houston people, talk about why we love the city, um, kind of reminisce on some of the silliness of things that have existed here. But we've interviewed uh, Carlos Correa, Lance McCullers. We had Jenny Johnson who is a comedian from Houston. And then next week we're shooting to record with Paul Wall, the, the rapper from Houston. So getting exciting people. That's the Schwab cast. It's on uh, Apple, excuse me, Apple podcast, all the big ones. And you can also follow them at the Schwab cast uh, on Twitter. Well, that's exciting. I hope um, some people out there take, take advantage of subscribing to that podcast, uh, following Michael Schwab 13. Thank you for joining me. And, um, I want to say, you know, wish you the best of luck this weekend, but uh, that wouldn't be totally honest. <laughs> We're allowed to be frenemies for the weekend, and then we'll go back to hating on the Yankees. I think that's something that we can we can lock arms in, okay? Yeah, that's where the unity is found. All right, thank you, Michael. <laughs> thank you so much, Blue Jays. Dad. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good day. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you. Take care. Bye-bye.